Hello and welcome to First Geek 411. We have a special thing in store for you this week as we go through our PAX special. With me, as always, my best friend, the Filipino Fez, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great. Three years in a row. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And what with us... second PAX episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, three years at PAX in a row. It was whatever. You know. And... After her first PAX, she survived and d- didn't get the PAX pox. No. Deanna Davenport. Hello. How are she you? She got a full eight hours of sleep at night. <laughs> I was well rested on Friday. The rest of y'all were hanging on. <laughs> hey, I was ready to go, if you don't remember right. <laughs> Always ready. Always Girl needs her ready. sleep to function. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the pack special, as always, you can find us on social media at OneGeek411 on Facebook, Twitter, Anchor, and our PlayStation community. You can send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. We would love it if you would rate and subscribe us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can check out our show notes when my computer doesn't crash at OneGeek411.com. Hashtag bitter? Yeah, I'm not happy. I had like <laughs> eight minutes left in show notes like 10 minutes left in show notes and then my computer crashed. And so guess which episode isn't getting them. Hey listeners, we obviously need equipment. So <laughs> tell your friends, tell your friends. And if you know somebody that works for a company and would like us to talk about how cool their computer is and how it doesn't crash and reboot randomly, let us know. We'll see. So let's get into our packs special of things that we saw that we thought were really cool. We did not work out ahead of time how we were going to do this. Um, so we're just gonna do it. One, two, three, go. First of all, food is the best. Food was really good. <laughs> Found some good places. Yes. That- Boston has great ramen turns out mm-hmm. and it has a place that only serves Robin for lunch. So when people tell you it's really good, don't go there for dinner. <laughs> right. Then you go next door to the other place that does have ramen for yeah. dinner. And it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, so good. Of course. It all. At least I don't remember their names. So this is going to be kind of vague. Ruckus or something like that. Yeah. I know we yeah. went to Shoujo. Shoujo, whatever's right next door to the Shoujo. Yeah. If you guys are from Boston. It's like Ruckus yeah. Ramen or something like that. Yeah. Shoujo yeah. doesn't serve ramen for dinner. But apparently they serve Pretty really lame. good ramen for lunch. But they have a great beer of like actual Japanese beer selection. If that's and, your thing. And some pretty really good, good appetizers. Dumplings. Yeah. And I don't dumplings, usually like calamari, calamari, but I ate that stuff up. Yeah. It was on point. So good. Kind of pricey. It was kind of pricey. But then again, you're importing like beer so to be expected sense. yep what else the pokey place we went was really good slash sushi burrito yes it's pretty good it was amazing we also ate at city tap boston mm-hmm. that pizza, had pizza. <laughs> also had a great beer selection and if you order the right beer you just might get a free glass that was my favorite thing that <laughs> and happened. bottle opener <laughs> it was just like i'm really good about that you got swag even not at pax mm-hmm. yep that's so, how I roll. Yep. That pizza People just was want to so throw good. swag at this. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, PAX convention or the Boston Convention Center. Food's okay. Nothing crazy. Meh. Because you guys didn't go out to the food trucks. If you yeah. guys do go to PAX, go outside to the food trucks because, yeah. I know Cameron would never eat here, but Jamaica me hungry. I've made my stance on puns well known. <laughs> Amazing. I had their curry goat. And yes, I do like I'm curry obsessed. and goat, though. So I think you'd have to go give it a shot. I just and it's also a little cheaper for what you get. Yeah, I didn't want to go outside, so <laughs> yeah, you should you should have went the Probably day before. Though. You could have went outside, and then, then it's instead snowed. of having convention food two days in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mistakes were made. It's okay though. That's right. Is your first one. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad the camera didn't keep you away from the bad choices, yeah. but you know, whatever. I mean, the pizza that we had in the arena or in the convention center wasn't awful. Yeah, it was edible. It was good. The mac and, so, and cheese, and the mac man. and cheese was not bad either. And then we had at City Tap. We also had some good little pizzas, mm-hmm. good cheese and honey, mm-hmm. some 
fig and prosciutto. Yes. And then Fast I had these little queen. Korean, Korean barbecue tacos. Which were great. <laughs> and we had the we had crab, crab, mac and cheese. crab mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And that and was really our good. other friends got the swordfish. <laughs> they yep. just really wanted the swordfish. Yeah. We they were like, we can really all split pizzas and just get like three pizzas for the table. But we really want swordfish. But fish. the special. It's like, if you're going to have our pizza, you pay for the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they That's wanted swordfish. Oh. <laughs> Hilarious. But it was, it was great, great fun. trip, all in all. We had Dunkin' Donuts every morning, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not complaining. Full bellies. Better than nothing. Yeah. Got to get, had to get to the convention center. Yep. Um. No time to yeah, lose. So. That's what kept us sustained during this. Sustained. <laughs> sustained. So let's get into Sustenance. some of the things that we saw and or played and or. Well. Bot. Maybe we should start off with panels since that's going to be short. Since oh, I'm the yeah. one that went Let's to one. Let's start with the one panel. Yeah, teach us that, about that the panel. So I, want, I did end up going to the panel that was how to network when you're awkward as heck. It was a lot of fun. It's just a ton of awkward people listening to other awkward <laughs> people talk about how to network. Yeah. Did you learn anything? And it was mostly just about like, especially like in terms of the convention, try not to linger. You want to leave on either like a neutral or positive note. So mm-hmm. don't be awkward and lurk, I Good guess. life advice. Yeah. And like, lear- like just pretty much. Don't be a lurker. Like practice breaking away. Mm-hmm. Or quickly like establishing like a repertoire. Not repertoire. A habit? Not the word I'm thinking. Like. Tell them what you're there for, kind of thing. You know, trade information or whatever. Yeah. Also, side note for you white guys out there, apparently don't wear flannels. Really? Because then you look like every other white guy. So when you tell them, hey, I was the guy that looked like this, they're like, you mean like every other white guy I met today? <laughs> this is a fair point. <laughs> this is why you just paint a blue arrow on your head and then you stand out. Yeah. As the. Uh, yeah, always go to cos- just go to cons and cosplay because then you'd be like, I was cosplaying this person. Boom. Yeah, especially when your branding on your business cards lines up with your cosplay. Mm-hmm. Like, you're welcome, Cameron. Yeah, you done good, Chris. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. But yeah, it was, it great. was uh It was fun. Yeah, it but was funny only- going back through um, the last episode where we went through all the panels we were excited for. Like listening to that after the fact, it was like none of this happened. <laughs> yeah, I was just like at the convention. I wasn't like super tired. I just don't want to stand in lines this time around. Yeah, like at all. Mm-hmm. Not when I didn't have to. Um, I mean, standing in one spot's the worst. Like walking around mm-hmm. and looking at things isn't bad, but standing in in a line just really wears you down. Yeah, like I didn't feel like any need at this year this year to actually like stand in line to play mini games. Mm-hmm. yeah that kind of didn't happen for me either a lot of the games that i played were stuff that i just kind of walked up to and like if there was yeah. a wait i just kind of went and did something else and came back mm-hmm. yeah or you can like judge a line and be like okay yeah or yeah. it's like yeah that's willing to wait it's like no we'll, longer than what 20 minutes yeah we'll get to it because it's one of my favorite games that i played at pax but i think there's only one game that i actually waited in line for mm-hmm. i only waited one line no too. you wait, well one was more of a toy than a game but you waited in that line Oh, that's right. I did wait for... Okay, technically you're right. I put you in that line. But that's kind of right. <laughs> I was like, we're going <laughs> to wait in this line. <laughs> but. And so, let's see. Um, oh, you can find a lot of the panels that we didn't go to <laughs> on PAX's various Twitch channels. Mm-hmm. And so, if my computer doesn't crash, I'll try to throw the, a link to those in the show notes. Right here. Maybe. <laughs> So, um, some very non-committal. Want, I, I'm my computer is very non-committal. So, <laughs> well, there it's you not go. my fault. So, let's get in. Let's talk about our cosplay. And so, Chris, you cosplayed one day more than everybody else. I did. But, so I found out that when you cosplay as Disney characters, people like as you walk by, people just sing at you. Sounds amazing. What Disney character did like, you cosplay? They as? don't really stop you or anything. They just sing at you. They just sing the songs that are associated with you. 
What Disney character like, were you? So I I cosplayed as Aladdin. Oh, <laughs> uh, you even pronounced it correctly. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy he did this. He did it for me. <laughs> or Aladdin me. as yeah. as the American English pronounces it. He the took American my peasants. advice from almost a year ago and actually did. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm everybody. not sure if I did it just to spite you, Deanna, or remind you that you were being racist that day. But I was not being racist. <laughs> but I'm kind of happy because it's funny. <laughs> It, it made the situation. It, it made the situation hilarious. <laughs> um, I've also decided that I essentially pick cosplays exclusively by hair. Um, Fair it helps. I kind of do that too. I just don't have hair, and so so you pick them based on their lack thereof, right? <laughs> I know we well, had this discussion earlier where Deanna picks them based on their eye color. Yep, because she doesn't want to wear get prescription colored contacts. Yeah, they're extensive. Yeah, this yeah. is something I would literally never worry about. I say as I Me wore true. my like off-brand Converse <laughs> while cosplaying. Yeah. So yeah, and I wore my bright blue, like running shoes. Running yeah. shoes because they're so comfortable. To be fair, they were really cool looking. Mm-hmm. So um, so right. th- that was on Friday. Yeah, and that was Friday. So then we did our group cosplay on Saturday, which yep. was. Plus one, because it wasn't just Sokka and Aang, but it was Sokka, Aang, and Katara, the original three. We did it! Yeah. And so, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you or or some of you that are listening to this were there. You might have seen us, taken pictures with us or of us, and we may or may not have given you a business card. Um, And we hope that you are here listening, because we appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. So Thank you. I love... Also, be sure to send us constructive criticism that we're... And those contacts you heard at the beginning of the episode. And you'll and hear, you'll at, the hear at the end. Yeah. Yep. So it turns out, um, oh. well, first of all, I love cosplaying Aang. Um, it's a, he's a great character. Um, it turns out, though, when you shave your head in Boston during the technically spring, but pretty much still winter, your head gets really cold. <laughs> what? And so. What do you mean? <laughs> but it was really funny to like, I mean, of course, like be at the convention where people get excited. But like we were just like walking around when we went to lunch and people were just like so hyped about Aang. <laughs> and so just like, 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 like in the car, like people would see the gr- like the three of us and they just like, wait, what? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard there was like so many good reactions. I heard somebody while um, we were in line just going, it's it's Aang or it's a Katang or something. They're <laughs> just like, wait, it's like, them. <laughs> Like just hear them in, in passing. I liked it because like people also confuse. So I, I just like last year, people had the debate: is Cameron Tenzin or Z Aang, adult Aang? Mm-hmm. Right. I got confused. And then as because of that confusion, <laughs> because of that confusion, yeah, Deanna's Katara was getting confused as Cora. Yeah. And <laughs> but she had the hair loopies. The hair loopies. As any fan will know, it's not <laughs> not just a ponytail. It's not just colors and like the fur and stuff. You gotta pay attention to details yeah. and the necklace. And so it kind of happened that we all cosplayed the not primary look of the characters. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, so. Swordmaster. I did meet. So as a result, I did meet an actual Sokka, like normal Sokka. I found him. Yeah, blue with boomerang <laughs> Sokka. We met him, him the day before. We met him, what, Friday when I was Aladdin? Or did we meet him Thursday? I think we, I, we met him one of the earlier days. I don't remember which one. Yeah. Either way. And then we saw him and again. He's like, we'll see. Yeah, and then we happen to see each other again. Um, he's still doing the same cosplay. And so it was Swordmaster Sokka and regular Sokka. That was adorable. He asked me to knight him. Yeah, united. <laughs> I have pictures of this. They will hopefully be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've been talk- like, talking about other like cosplays. So I really want to do fanboy and follow around like every time someone recognizes... Every time I hear someone say, Hey, it's Aang. <laughs> that, I'm mad <laughs> But also for our group cosplay, if anyone out there is interested, we currently need a Toph, <laughs> a Zuko, and a Zuko. And an Appa would be cool, as would That's Momo. True. I will accept actual animals for either of those. We could get like a stuffed animal Appa and trap balloons around him, and so we can carry <laughs> him around, like a- <laughs> like on a like a like a helium balloon. Yeah, like a blimp. Okay, <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> problem solved <laughs> Let's see. we also Boom. in addition to us cosplay and we saw some really cool cosplays um, 
that's kind of kind of hard because we don't have necessarily have pictures of all of them. But we saw a really cool Mandalorian merc with like armor um, inspired by the Water Tribe. Yeah, she was cool. Then we ran into that same person the next day. She was Zatanna um, the next day, I think. Yeah, from DC Comics, mm-hmm. and so that was really cool talking to her. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a awesome jester in yes. line on the morning of day two. Day two, yeah, it was Friday. And he, I think he cosplayed it again on Saturday. And oh, so... we saw an Amon mod? Yes. Mod? Amon. We did, Amon. and they did A-M-O-N. not come up to us. He was yeah, creepy. He talk to us. But his he friend... He may or may not have been in one. Really... Who played... Well, like, for his friend who's the Black true. Panther. What's his royal? His real name again? T'Challa? Yeah. Oh, he had, like, the royal... The, like, white, like, royal oh, robes yeah. on. I was impressed. Yeah. I was like... Did you buy that or did you make this? Because that's some impressive yeah. like embroidery going on. <laughs> I just found it. It's like I, I, I just found I, it at Goodwill. <laughs> yeah. It's like actually I, oh, I've owned this for like years before the movie even came yeah. out. <laughs> My natural style. Mm-hmm. Let's see. There was also a really Wakanda cool Vraska relic seeker. It's like pirate Vraska from Ixalan. Mm-hmm. And there was mm-hmm. a cool Elspeth Sons champion. I uh, saw a Deku. I saw a Jace. I didn't see the Jace. I was alone when I saw it. He's so illusionary. I know. Yeah, we did see it. And like Deanna said, we saw a Deku Mm -hmm. from My Hero. Oh, did you guys actually see him? Yeah. Yeah, we saw him. Oh, that's right. We saw him in the upper bridge. Yeah. I saw him outside before that. (laughs) We saw a awesome guy cosplaying EA with Devil Horns. Yeah, he's my favorite. A money briefcase. Clever. I put that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, well, that that'll hopefully one. be in the show notes also. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There was a really cool, or a couple of really cool Aloys from Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, what else? I don't know. There's just good cosplays all around. There was the oh, Omen no. Sight girl, but um, she, I think she was hired too, but it was really cool. Yeah, and there was a really cool red from yeah. Transistor, who was also there as a model for mm-hmm. um, Supergiant Games. Right. Um. Yeah, I love seeing cosplay. Yeah, it's fun. Even mm-hmm. if I don't know what you are. Oh, and there was a cool ribbon. That was the other one that I got a picture oh, with. One that made me happy was a mom. She had two little kids as Mario and Princess Peach in little cars that she was pushing around. She was like, yeah. I could have left them at home with babysitter or oh, there's <laughs> I could have brought them with me as cupheads. There were sense. a lot of cupheads. There were, yeah, there were some cup, cupheads. Um, yeah, tons of Overwatch. I can't wait to do more, do more cosplays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice I'm working on mine. I kind of want to do a Magic the Gathering cosplay. Also, if you make a cosplay, put in pockets. Yeah, tell me about it. Pockets, either everywhere. hidden pockets or may- turn something into like a bag of some kind, like a waist yeah. satchel. Yeah, Deanna yeah. had to carry all of my stuff on Saturday because I, pack- I didn't have pockets. I was the pack mule. Pockets. I had pockets. I had one good pocket in Aladdin's cosplay, and then my Sokka cosplay does not currently mm-hmm. have any. Right, but that's gonna yeah. get some. Gets gonna get some updates regardless. Yeah, I meant to ask because I had to, people may remember that last year at PAX I ripped my pants um, when I was cosplaying Aang, and so I meant to ask the person that made the made them for me to add pockets this time, and I completely forgot. So Hell. yeah, waist satchels are good if you can like hide it behind you kind of like a fanny pack but like it goes with the costume and it's like not yeah. very noticeable mm. i like having I cosplays that, ha- that have those since I, I could easily hide that under the cape yeah last year i wore a backpack but because of the cape the backpack was a huge pain mm-hmm. uh because it basically like bunched it all up on my back and so i didn't do that this year yeah that's why like jedi costumes and stuff like that are fun because they always come with like compartments like little leather pouches or pockets or things you can just yep. put oh, it we put saw one guy things. he was i don't know if he was a specific soldier from some like like some specific franchise but he was dressed as somebody like from the military and he and so he just like had this vest with all of these pockets i'm like this is the best he was idea with the ever Zatanna girl yeah nice and simple but yeah um be sure to let us know what we should cosplay next yeah and if you were there and you cosplayed um if you want to send us a picture, we'll try to add it into the show notes. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, as always. Let's um, see. I guess why don't we start going through some of the things that we played? 
yeah. So, um, I don't know. So I got a chance to learn and play some Final Fantasy trading, the Final Fantasy trading card game. Um, super cool. It's kind of like a weird combination of like Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Um, for sure. It has a way like you can definitely be super aggressive with it and it has like it favors those types of players I feel like currently and it's meta. Um, there's a lot of synergy decks revolving about revolving around like keeping characters from the same game together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's super awesome. I, I like it. Um, yeah. And you taught I, us how to play uh, back at the house. Right. And I still don't know if I completely taught you guys how properly it's just based on what I knew and read, yeah. I guess uh, it, so- there's, it's not as clear as magic for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's one of those things. Very of, few like, things the wording are of the as clear as themselves. Magic. Like, like there's no like real interrupting in it, I guess. So there's like no responding to things. Yeah. But like there is a stack. Right. But, but like, it only applies like in a few things. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not nearly as complex of a game as magic. It seems Mm-hmm. but i don't know i the main reason like i don't even necessarily want to play the game but i love the cards also super high quality like yeah cards um, like they're like plastic we found a box at one of the vendors for half off and so we got we, we i think we each spent 30 dollars, and so and i managed to open a foil of the most valuable card so hype for that uh, yeah, that's true. Locke, I think, is the name of the character. Locke, yeah, he's from uh, six. I don't want. I want to say six. Um, um, but there's a ton. It's really cool because they cover a bunch of the games, and there's different versions of things for each like series. So like, there's multiple type types of chocobo based on what game they're from. You get a lot of like, and they, they even go out of like the numbered. So like, they had some. I really like Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. And so it was cool to see the advanced characters in there. Um, and then they actually even split tactics and tactics war of the lion. So you kind of get a mix of those art styles as well. Yeah. I think it just depends on what set they were printed in too. Like, yeah. how, like how they decide to split that. Um, also random thing, like what the way they're packed is that it's not like magic where you have like a certain number of commons, uncommons and like a rare or a mythic um, in a pack. It is literally every box is essentially bought like randomized a certain set of cards that is then distributed through the box. Yeah. And so that is a lot different. We played sealed. Kind of cool. And it seemed to work pretty well. And we kind of just made up our rules on rules for how to do it. But you kind of need a lot more cards for sealed. Like you need more packs than just six for you to do it successfully. It seems like um, to get a good color mix. But yeah, all in all, super cool game. Um, mm-hmm. I'll definitely be buying more, possibly. I did buy a starter deck and some Moogle sleeves from the, the Moogle Square sleeves store. are amazing. Yeah. I wish they were matte, though. Come on, yeah. Dragon Shield. Get some licensing. Get your head in the game. Uh, I'd love for Dragon Shield to just start getting like image licensing to start making, because they are they now make matte print sleeves, printed matte sleeves, mm-hmm. and they're really good. Um, so I hope Dragon Shield starts that. Yep. One of my favorite things that we did, uh, we actually all went and played was Omen Sight, mm-hmm. which is a really cool, like action RPG murder mystery. I even played where you, it. That takes place. <laughs> yeah, you did. That takes place at the end of the world. Um, and you're basically like the, like, investigating what triggered the end of the apocalypse and trying to figure out who murdered this one priest. And so it's really fun. Uh, It kind of reminds me like, I actually don't know. It's kind of like animal, like anthropomorphic Mm -hmm. animals. Yeah. But the main Uh character is really cool. Um, Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like a secret of Nim kind of vibe. Just because I think the character you start out with is, like a mouse kind of, I think. 
Yeah, they're what's a mouse? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, they're rodent. They're from rodentia. Yeah, yeah. They're, I also feel that this game is going to cause me to hate puns even more. Well, that's the, your fault for just hating your puns life as choices, much as you Cameron. do. You have to live with them. Yeah, <laughs> but it was great. It's it's definitely a game that I'm looking forward to. It sh- they said it should be coming out pretty soon. They like, said yeah, by summer, spring yeah. summer time frame. Um, so. Yeah, be on the lookout because this is one I'll be buying. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm and it comes crazy. out on PS4 and Steam. Yes, I believe at least, so. At least initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also uh, something we most of us did. Deanna did one time with us. Um, we played some Starfinder, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. space version of Pathfinder. Which was a lot of fun. Um, it's actually set in the same universe and just in the future. Um, we didn't get to do the ship combat, yeah, unfortunately, but... but we did get to roll some dice and kick some, kill some I enemies. I got some starburst. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it was really yeah. cool how they did it. So basically, if you killed an enemy, or, or like the enemies were marked by starburst, and so when you killed one, you got the starburst for the kill. And yep. so. So that was pretty cool. Yep. I was uh, like, I got candy. <laughs> That's what I took away mm-hmm. from. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish we would have gotten to play um, the space combat, but the DMs that we had didn't overly want to DM or to GM. Sorry. The uh, the space combat. I guess it's boring. Well, to I think GM also part of it maybe. was that we had only a few of us had actually gone to the earlier ones. Right. So at the time we were gonna we wanted to do ship combat. Uh, Deanna was joining us, and someone else yeah, who granted other... was familiar with Pathfinder hadn't done any Starfinder. So like yet. redid the right. first task, kind of. Yeah, and it's supposedly pretty grindy. But after our second day, so we so we did the third part of it instead of the ship combat. I did roll on that twenty when we finished that. And I got a boon for ship combat. Yeah, and so this is all part so of like the do... Starfinder Society, which is like this overarching story that you can do at multiple events it's like the adventures guild with D D. yeah kind of thing if you are more familiar with that rpg versus pathfinder um yeah i'm happy they both exist but yep. i'm definitely more casual so i'd definitely be more of a D person i feel like yeah and i'm kind of the opposite i was talking to some people about this today i like the the complexity and the customization of starfinder or of pathfinder I do too but and like I- I don't know. Like, I wouldn't mind if I had like a solid playgroup to do that with. Yeah, I, I cared for agree. it. But with the way I end up would end up having to play and would ultimately want to play is going to be like multiple, probably multiple different groups. And that D and D is just a little better for that, from what yeah. I've seen. Um, but that's me. Yeah, there is a lot to both systems if you're just jumping in. Right. So, I mean, also like depending on where you're playing, like what type of rule, like base set, like. D&D has just like this base set of rules and then people write a ton of extras to expand it. Whereas Pathfinder tries to give everything. Yeah. And even then they've added like some of the advanced rules, like how did, I think they add, they did like a book on, it's not necessarily Cthulhu, but it's kind of like that style. And so they created like rules for how like all these weird status conditions work based on like the insanity type thing that you don't necessarily actually need to play the normal game. But Makes there's, sense. there's definitely a lot. Let's see. We, um, Deanna, Glenn and I, we played a board game called Stellium. I watched. I somehow won. Yeah. And <laughs> Magically. So you you want to tell what you remember about the game, Deanna? Well, there are some pretty marbles on it. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> um. So... Basically, if I can remember correctly, you're trying to complete these different constellation type patterns on this board. And there were three, I think six or seven, um, like circles that had little spaces for marbles in it, kind of like a Chinese checkers board. And then on it, you had different like constellations or different things. And you had different types of marbles that you had to try and make these patterns on the cards. 
and each turn you have like a few seconds to dig around in this bag to find the marble that you need to complete a pattern and all the marbles are slightly different texture or feel so if you i guess know the game well you can kind of tell without looking what the marbles are especially the sun one because it was very textured um so there was the sun which um yeah it rotated things things, like it rotated one one of the the circles like as part of the board the earth or the blue one moved was like a comet yeah it was like a comet that moved things out of the way like it kind of pushed things down the line the green one Mm -hmm. made things rotate around it and then the it swapped made made things things swap places and then the purple one was a supernova and i think uh what did that one do it like it like moved things into like a neutral area so like it moved things out of the circles onto these other like little like these other spots around them like a little push yeah yeah yeah, I forget. So I think the flavor was like they were like black holes. And like so like they were like pulling things out of Yeah. Like the system. Yeah. Um or like it replaced something. Maybe. I so, forget. But anyway. Okay, I don't know. So each so it was just kind of like mar like making patterns and trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to complete those patterns and each one has like a different uh, point value and things like that. So you're just trying to get the most points yeah. up to 20 or something you, like that, depending on yeah, what, what like you're that. playing it. But it, it was neat. I think yeah. I, I needed to figure um, it out more because I think it was kind of hard to... Like, I don't know if there's some details that weren't explained to me, but so I was confused about kind of how the cards work. He's like, oh, just hold on to that one. Or, like, that one's it's not because working. it's one that you want that you can score multiple times yeah or like based on like like the effect so, got bigger and so if you could right. score the biggest effect you would get the most points whereas you could score it for less of points other times yeah. i think and it's so, one of those i'll have to watch a, somebody like do it a few times for me to completely understand it i was like i'm very like literal straightforward i'm like i don't know what you i don't get yeah, it <laughs> i need i need to see it, it i'm very visual cool. i need just to from see what i watch happening for me to learn it mm-hmm but it was it was so. cool. It's very visually appealing to me because I like spacey, pretty things. <laughs> I like that it incorporates like a texture thing mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. That seems like a cool. se- had like a sensory um, element to it. Yeah, I want to say it retails for forty dollars. I'm trying to look that up right now, uh, or thirty dollars, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. Uh, yep, yeah. it was cool. Very chill game. Yep. So one thing I don't like about Pax East is they don't do enough with magic itself. Like they're there. Um, but like the timing just seems so convenient. Like they don't do the big things they do like at West. Right. Which kind of saddens me. It's like, at West, they rent out a whole theater and everything. It's yeah. this, but then again, at West, Wizards of Coast is stationed there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, so that's their domain. A huge opportunity their kingdom. Yeah. But they Wizards obviously them. do draft and league stuff yeah. at Pax. And. Um, on a couple of days, they do a free event of mini masters. So you go in, you get a pack, mix it with land cards, 15 land cards, and you battle someone. Yeah. And you do it and blind. You win, so you don't know what's right. in your pack. Right. And then whoever wins moves on to the next round. They get a free pack. They get to adjust their deck and play around with it and tune it. And then they play another and whoever wins goes on the next round. It's actually really cool. Yeah. And not and since the, it was it's actually a free event, you just get essentially you get a free pack of cards regardless. Yeah. That's cool. So I missed it. I never got to do it. We didn't realize that it was timed. And so like you get only right. it was only available from like 10 to 12 every day, so you pretty much had to yeah. go straight there. And I only happened to do it because I literally walked by it and the guys like, "You want to play some free magic?" I'm like, "You know it always." Ain't nobody gonna say no to that. And that, actually, the reason why is because I want to go roll the dice at Pandemonium. <laughs> yeah, this is one of like it's always fun to do, and it's it's definitely one of your favorite things. So it's just a random tradition, just because it's such a good deal, especially like early on when they're giving away uh, iconic masters packs for five bucks, essentially. Yeah. Like. Like yeah, and for a chance to win a box mm-hmm. by throwing some dice down. Um. 
Yeah. Based on like actual like pack value, you can't really lose money. You kind of just right. You're you're basically I'm like with any kind of booster pack. You're the gamble is if the cards in the pack are, will actually be worth the money. Right. But yeah, it's just one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little it's like five dollars for for a roll and probably because it's gambling and i'm gambling addicted to it <laughs> that's how they get you then loot boxes yeah i don't i don't understand the appeal of non-physical things <laughs> it's like i can't do anything with this it just sits in the game <laughs> um yeah earlier in the in the recap chris mentioned going to the square enix booth and playing the final fantasy tcg I went by the Square Enix booth and they now have Kingdom Hearts 3 Play Arts figures. That looks really cool. Where's my game? <laughs> He's mad. I have been waiting for this forever. Cameron, what game? I thought you said it doesn't exist until it's in your hands. I will not believe it's a real thing until it's actually in but my hands. But they have t- figures. You you sound like you think it's a real thing, so I'm, I'm just confused. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 no, like nominally exists. I just don't believe it's an actual game. Until no, it's it just figures. In my hand. Exactly. Based on a game that may or may not exist. <laughs> the lore's there. Um, I was really disappointed this year. The art for PAX East was super awesome. And I really wanted a freaking hoodie. Aww, Sally. And then they were sold out by Friday. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Like, what the junk <laughs> is this? Yeah, they... Should have made more hoodies. Someone said that they might be trying to do a rush order, but I heard that, that from a friend true. and not from vendors. So as soon as I start seeing them like put tape up over or like marker up over the actual banner, yeah, I have a hard time believing they're going to try to do a rush order. Yeah, or they might have tried and it just didn't work, or it wasn't right, going to be fiscally too. feasible. And so, because that was one of our friends heard that, and so, but they might have just heard it from a random enforcer. Not from, or someone said it just to try to appease people. Yep. Oh, we might be doing a rush order, so stop freaking out. Yeah. Okay. But that's crazy that they placebo. sold out by Friday when Saturday yeah. is like the biggest day. Saturday is the big yeah. It's like I'm. We want their day too. Should have bought it Thursday apparently. Yep. Should have waited in the very front line for an hour and a half. Day one. Day one. <laughs> Waste the whole um, first hour and a half of being at PAX. Still, there was also this game called Rend that was. Yeah, they being gave shown, me a pop or at least proof of concept. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, best, definitely best giveaway for yeah, sure. Very useful. Um, best free thing. Uh, Rend looks awesome. It's like the survival game tournament, yeah, survival RPG. Like, think like. Player Unknowns Battlegrounds or Fortnite meets like an MMO. But yeah, more primal too. And so and... I think it's North mythology inspired. So you're like fighting to see who will survive Ragnarok. And then like if your team wins, you like become in like in the flavor of the game, like the new gods. And so you get some kind of bonus to the next game you play. Mm-hmm. And so it was only trailers and people talking about it there yeah exactly but, like there was no actual gameplay yet so it's just proof of concept which still yeah. super promising um looks cool they're Worth, in like keeping up with to yeah. see where they go with it they're in closed alpha right now and so um yeah. and they're they're about so to I open it up, up the alpha yeah yeah because like right now they're doing like friends and family alpha yeah and then they'll be hopefully opening that up soonish to people that have signed up um like we mm-hmm. did Um, Deanna and I um, swung by a thing called Drop yeah. Mix. That's a DJ one where you just drop cards and Basically. play music. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, that's something I could play with for hours because <laughs> it's not really a game. It's like we figured out it was more of a toy, but you get a bunch of cards that have little um, is that called RFD chips? I, I think, think so. Um, RFID, RFID. chips. I was like, I'm missing the letter. Um, but each card either has like a full song on it or it has just the vocals or just the drum beat or various part pieces of the song um, for po- 
pop music, rock music, a bunch of different genres, and you kind of have, I think you have five or six slots that you can, yeah, there are yeah, five slots. You can put the cards down, and it'll kind of mix it for you. And there's an app it links to that you can increase volume of one thing or do whatever. And then there's like a wild card that you can put on there, and it'll kind of take over the mix and like switch it up. And so you can kind of keep mm-hmm. changing it and morphing it, and just keep adding cards on top of it. That was pretty cool. I mean, I think it'd be a fun like party thing. Like if you had a few people just playing with it, that could kind of be your like party music that you can have like your own custom kind of like DJ thing happening. But like, like yeah. you're, you can actually control like the mixes and kind of have fun with it. So yeah, it's not really a game, but I, I definitely it was, see it. Sounded it. Fun. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things that like you have it going on while you're doing other stuff. Yeah. Like other people. Like are I, this, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like I wouldn't invite people over to play with drop mix. But it's definitely something that, like, if I had people over, it'd be cool to have going in the background. Yeah, like if you had multiple, and so people games could come happening. in and they could change it. Yeah, yeah, like these people are playing cards. Right now, these people are playing this over here. These people are playing the music. <laughs> yeah, right now you can get on Amazon for sixty dollars, and so it is normally a um, hundred dollars. And, so and they gave us a couple right of now. extra cards or something while we're at by from demoing yeah. it. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was neat. Yep. Then they, looking at this list, it looks like Cameron also played Banner Saga 3. Yeah, I did. Um, Have you played the other two? Nope. Guess who was confused? <laughs> Get on it. This guy. Those <laughs> games are so good. Yeah, I played it on PS4. I love Banner Sagas. They also had it on going on, on PC at some other booths, but I played it on PS4. It's a tactical RPG with this really gorgeous like hand-drawn art style. Um, and it's like kind of like Vikings and giants mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It was and very. So, I said it was very He-Man looking. <laughs> yeah. And so it's definitely very cool. Um, I feel like Banner Saga is probably one of those games that I kept on seeing and wanted to play and then just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. So good. And so, so play him. Get him on Steam right now. Right meow. Oh no. Right meow. No. It's currently has the first banner saga is a nine out of ten on month. Steam. So mm-hmm. they were great. Um they've actually been releasing these pretty fast. Um because I think Banner Saga 2 literally just came out last year. I think it's one that I played or che- watched. 2016. Year or something, or maybe it was at West. I can't remember. Hmm. Yeah. So good though. And so they've gone through I think me. Kickstarter, yeah. Or at least Banner Saga 3 was was funded uh-huh. through Kickstarter. And so Let's see on the subject of RPGs, I also played a game, now I have to find the title. Um or I saw a game, sorry, called The Great Gaia's, which is a classic like 2D Final Fantasy inspired RPG. Um, I think they said with like a 60 hour story. And so if you are into that style um, of RPG, I think it's available now on Steam. And so you can go check it out. And so it's it's by Horizons End Gaming. And so we also went by like the Kickstarter booth area room and checked out some of the stuff that was in there, including a game called Avaria Versus, which is another turn-based RPG. But the twist is that it is two-player versus. And so I think they said... Well, I wouldn't... I'm not sure you can necessarily call it an RPG. It just mimics a turn-based battle system. Yeah. Because it's not a role-playing game, per se. Like, there's probably not really a story... But the developer, the maker, Andrew, uh, he said that he's like, why can't my cloud fight your cloud? Yeah. And kind of thing. And there's like over 2000 team combinations. There's four classes. So you always go in without one of the classes because you can only go in with three. And then there's like. And they said three, three characters per class. Four, four characters per class. I think he said there's 16. I don't know. There's either 12 or 16 total characters, but 
Right. And then like you level up in per battle, like as things happen and decide how you're going to go about it. It's yeah. looks awesome. You're trying to keep your characters alive. Cause like Chris said, as the battle goes, they'll get stronger. And so um, if they get knocked out early, that clearly won't happen. And so it's very cool looking. We didn't get to play. Um, we were just watching some people play, but we might have some very uh, content coming soon. See, Deanna, do you want to talk about the Doctor Who Time Dalek. of the Dalek, Dalek, Dalek. board game? It's Dalek, not from Texas, we're saying Dalek. Um, <laughs> from Great Britain. Um, yeah. So I think they said it's a co-op game where you're playing against the board um, or playing against the Daleks, um, and you can play as different doctors and. Each doctor comes with his own companions, and um, so the companions each have a card, and they each have um, different abilities, and then you have um, like a handful of dice that have different symbols on them that correspond with the abilities of the uh, companions, and so you like roll those to see what uh, um, actions I think you get from the companions to help you move through the board. And then the Daleks also move. So basically, I think you're trying to get back to Gallifrey um, to win the war. Um, and I think uh, I think it has all of the Doctors in it, or it has no. It had like like the popular ones. Like I think they had Capaldi and David Tennant, Matt Smith, and Dave, Tom Baker. Maybe the first one. I forget. Um, and. Uh, and then I think you get different objects and or um, items like fish fingers and custard, which is the 11th Doctor's favorite food, or sonic screwdrivers, um, various objects throughout the show. So it's kind of, um, it kind of reminded me of like Harry Potter Hogwarts battle a little bit, but just Doctor Who themed, but like a similar kind of idea. Um, but with mm-hmm. a little bit different mechanics, but it looked kind of fun. Um, it made me it made me want to go back and like rewatch all of Doctor Who just to be like, oh yeah, I remember this thing, but I haven't watched that in forever. <laughs> so, but I don't know. It seemed seemed simple enough. Seems like a game I could probably handle. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it was cool. I think it's a, a, it's a BBC owned game or BBC games something. It's like a f- officially licensed, yeah. yeah. It's licensed at least, so. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I see thing that I know. Let's go to that booth. <laughs> that's how I operated. Mm-hmm. Or that looks or that's that looks pretty. Let's try that. <laughs> like um and with that, we can segue into Lightfall because I saw that out of the corner of my eye cuz it looked like um one of the let's plays that I watched of Ori in the Blind Forest. It's very like kind of soft like blues and purples and it's very like um kind of like looks like glow sticks <laughs> to me like just look at, like everything looks kind of like neon and glowy yeah i'm just like yeah, oh, I love so, pretty. so like i saw that mm-hmm. pretty like and that's also like why i liked the yeah it was omen similar light. kind Omen's of light. aesthetic was is just just that like looks yeah. kind of like hand paint water painted yeah so it like was really cool i think it's a 2d game yeah it's like a 2d yeah platformer, so you're basically, basically trying basically, to with, with do, some like yeah, puzzle like elements parkour and puzzles to get these pieces back back to this one location parkour, so you're parkour, trying to like complete parkour, parkour. this puzzle kind of or complete this totem kind of thing mm-hmm. um but yeah that one it seemed a lot like ori or also a little bit like um, Unraveled, like those types of games. But the art was gorgeous, and we actually bought a couple of um, art prints from there because it was like, this is pretty. I want this on my mm-hmm. wall. <laughs> so we got a couple of prints from them. Yep. Yeah, that one was neat. I played things, guys. Are y'all surprised? <laughs> you did play things. You did. I played things I was before. So proud. I just- <laughs> I just like the easier ones. <laughs> One player, thanks. 
we did make like day one. Uh, I did loop back around, and Cameron started off. Uh, he did play Detroit. Detroit like the become human. They had a little intro scenario um, was, for you to play through. It was the Connor demo, and then I looked back on it. Yep, and it, it was unfortunate because like you don't get to see how everything else plays out after that, but it gives you an idea of like how mm-hmm. the game plays, which is awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it was. It's for sure. It felt easy to me. Um, and but like Chris said, this is probably one of the very beginning parts of the game, and so there's cons- probably consequences for your actions in this one that will affect the rest of the game. Um, but Brian DeChart, who's the guy that act vo- is the voice actor for Connor, liked my and commented on my post what, about from playing the picture it, that, so that I was took. Cool. <gasps> I'm I'm kind of a big deal. Um, Photo credit. <laughs> hashtag publicity. <laughs> Get photo credit where photo credits do, Cameron. Yeah. And so um, um, it was definitely fun, though. I really enjoy it. The controls felt okay. They were a little floaty, but I feel like we can be more critical of Detroit since it is an actual graphics looks really AAA nice. title. Triple A title. Yeah. They did an amazing job. It was it was my first time seeing did, it close up. So I watched some gameplay of Code Geass which looks awesome. Just throwing it out there. Um, that is one that I've been trying to pay attention to since it was announced. Uh, but I still don't know enough about it <laughs> to actually talk about it. I just watched it and it was just like, I want to play that. Just like with Nier to Automata when I saw it, I was like, I want to play that. Don't know anything about I it. Want I want to play to it. go here. You know what's something but I, I not that I w- wanted years, so. is if all of the monitors they had there had like mm. a little thing on it, kind of like in Best Buy telling you what it was. I'm like, what is this? Because like if I walked up to one, I was like, <laughs> wow, this is a great screen. What is this? <laughs> I would like to have the screen, please. I would like to buy this, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we were talking about that of how much yeah. money in monitors like, has oh, to be man. in that arena or like so that convention center. Monitors. So, oh, it's ridiculous. Let's see. We also played a game called Trenchfoot, which is like a 16-player oh, Bomberman-inspired <laughs> game. It glitched on me a couple of times, though. And so, Sounds smelly. Yeah. I think it's like a one-man design team, and he was saying that he was, like, this was his first time showing the game. And so, Is it a more Ew. intense athlete's foot? <laughs> that's gross make sure you Don't wear socks that. kids that's why you wear your shower slippers you wear your shower yeah and so trench foot Ugh. does sound gross mm-hmm. you gotta just chop off yeah. the leg yeah. yeah but the booth was kind of awesome the the booth kind of reminded me of like somebody's like, cheap apartment <laughs> like like they just had random like folding chairs yeah. and just like a probably cheap projector set up in this little booth uh, <laughs> i was like well this is cute it, yeah. it definitely reminded me of college life of like you put all of your money uh-huh. into the like the TV or the projector <laughs> and then it's like oh we need chairs. Well it was also how many controllers? It was 16 I think. Yeah. At least that's what the Six- actual is playable. Yeah. Let me find if I have but it was like, card on my It was like chaos. Car. I couldn't tell like how that you guys were doing some things fun. y'all were doing. Like how y'all are exploding like giant areas at a time. I was like I can do like five blocks and I can't I don't know how you get past that. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't figure out how to do well, those. Get, yeah, getting power ups <laughs> and stuff, and there, there, it's. I'm sure there's yeah, a way. I just didn't know what it was. And then you would get, um, like <laughs> when you awesome. would die. Yeah, when you would die, you would either like be able to place a pipe or some more blocks or some mm-hmm. water on the map that would change things. Um, the when we played, there wasn't really an end of the game. Like conceivably, there would be some sort of like a player elimination, yeah, but or you just stop kept respawning like that. But we kind of just played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like they were going and like, uh, like literally they would get off the floor and they would be, um, drive his name on here. Um, I don't have the name on their card. Um, they would like go back to their hotel room and be reprogramming the the glitches for them. And And so like, Hey, let's fix this. Yeah. And so it was definitely cool to see them. Um, I guess like having that, Mm Mm-hmm. 
focus, I guess is the right word. I mean, that's kind of what you have to do if you're like a one or two person team. Like, this is the only way you can save money and get a bunch of, well, probably, I don't know, they probably spent a lot of money for that booth, but, you know, for that spot. Yep. Bill's neat. Uh, we were discussing setting up a first geek 411 booth and by setting up we mean just bringing stuff yeah. and then finding open space probably and seeing if we would get in trouble can we just do like a booth cosplay that would be the way to do it we'd have we need a way to like draw people in oh. like <laughs> i don't know a way to get people talking <laughs> but yeah what else do we got <laughs> Let's see. I also played a couple like really quick games um, or like I didn't play them for very long. One was called Moonlight, which is a really cool like 16 bit roguelike. Um, They were giving out pins. So I have a pin from it Um, from the same company whose name I do not remember. They also had a game called um, Children of Morta. Oh, it's 11 bit studios, um, which might have also been a roguelike. I'm not really sure. Um, I didn't really play it that long. Both of those games were fun. I just, I just had kind of wanted to briefly stop in and play them. I also played a game um, I think was also by 11-Bit called Frostpunk, which is like a city builder in like the freezing cold. And so you have to like manage heat, manage like supplies, and you built like this ringed mm-hmm. city that like spiraled out as you built more and more. It seemed really cool. It kind of um, looked I didn't like really take the time that, to dive uh, too deep Mars into the mechanics, game, but in a frozen ton, frozen place, like you kind of have like a set up little city that's kind of self running, but you have to like set it up to be that way. Yeah, I know things. <laughs> uh, I, and you know things. This is true. Let's see, it's we also played chaos. a game called Super Slime Arena. Um, yeah, the another, wait, is that the one we played at the, at the after yeah, party? Yeah, that was the, and so, and they have it programmed actually, to work with a bunch of really different controllers. That's actually how you determine, like, what player you are. I don't even know what the one I was using was. By what controller you're using. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I played with the Dreamcast fishing rod, and so... It really wants to be a Kirby game. Basically, every time you die, you spawn back in as a new a new slime. Mm-hmm. And each slime has a unique attack. And so every hit is mm-hmm. a one-hit kill, but some slimes are kind of better than others. And so they're also all inspired. Like, one mm-hmm. of them is very much like Pikachu from Smash Brothers, where he calls down, like, the thunder. There's, like, a little wizard and one so, and, like, a little snowman. It was pretty cool. Little, it was fun. Pure chaos, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> let's see a couple games that i played that i don't think were that didn't they looked interesting but weren't great for packs one was called heaven's vault which was a story-based walking sim where like as you play you translate things um it seems really interesting but it was kind of rough to play um on the floor of a convention just with all the noise and stuff it definitely was very like come home from a long day of work and just want to mm-hmm. sit down and chill and be mellow. Then another one was called the gardens between, which was a puzzler where you controlled time. Um, I only played the first couple let levels and they felt easy, but of course it was just the first couple levels. And so it probably would get pretty hard as you go. Um, Cause you would have to rewind and go forward through time. And, um, and so, yeah, it was an interesting game. And Chris, you played a game called Inhuman Conditions. <laughs> I did. Well, I participated. <laughs> I sucked. Um, Inhuman Conditions, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't quite understand. It wasn't completely explained, but I kind of understood what the point was. I don't because I didn't get to see all the cards that were in play, so I wasn't sure how the my the person I was going against was coming up with their <laughs> answers. I'm like, dang, she's good at this improv. <laughs> um, so. Uh, but it is essentially in a dystopic society after some robot wars, 
Um, you are an investigator, or one of the players is an investigator, and the other is a suspect that you are interrogating, and you're trying to determine if they are a robot or a human. Um, and if you... Uh, like, and the only way to test them is to spinal tap them, like at least to physically know for sure. So if you stamp someone a robot, then they get spinal tapped. If they're human, <laughs> that means you're in trouble. Well, that's um, good. Because it's illegal to spinal like, tap Like, laws will keep no. everything Obby, bad. As any small child knows. Obby. Obby. Yeah, so there's like a few rules, like like random things. So like they get a card that tells them if they are human, like fr- like friendly human or friendly robot human or whatever aggressive robot um, i don't remember the actual aggressive robot and if like certain things happen with the aggressive robot they can kill the investigator um if yeah and like but they have to like abide by certain rules and then there's like a penalty that they have to do if they break the rules um of their programming i guess yeah. it's like if they're uh, like a robot they might have to like if they accidentally lie, they'll might have to like touch their face or say their last name or something like that. Yeah. Or it, there's also like advanced rules apparently where it's possible the investigator is a robot and doesn't really know it. But like if certain things line up, like if a certain set of cards is dealt for some reason and the things line up, it turns out the investigator's the robot or something. It's it seems really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those like, am I lying type thing mm-hmm. games? And you're just like trying to pick up on cues. It's kind of, we, which we, so this is the second year where you played a game like that, you know, like uh, we played Pass the Buck last yeah. year where you're trying to determine classes and stuff. It's a little fun. And so it's a very cool, like, deductive reasoning. I just watched you play, um, but it looked very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're cool, cool people. That was right after we visited the hospitality room. Yeah, it was. We were kind of a big deal. Because we're cosplayers now. So let's see. Deanna, you played some DDR. Um, it's been too long and I couldn't hear the music, so I didn't do too good. <laughs> I did okay on a basic level. Um but yeah, it was so loud in there. It's like what's the point of having DDR if you can't even hear it? Because <laughs> yeah. you can't like because I'm like trying to stay because it's easier when you're when you here, you can kind of figure out where the game is with the beat. But with the music playing in the um, place where we're at, it was so loud. It's like, well, I'm trying. My feet want to go with the beat that I'm hearing, but I have to go with what's on the screen. But I can't hear the music for what's <laughs> on the screen. So that kind of made it made difficult even more difficult. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a while. I used to have one of those, the like Xbox DDR that you could like plug the mat into. So I used to play on that sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Guitar Hero would have been better. Fingers are easier than feet. Yeah. <laughs> but eh, I tried. <laughs> See, we also played some four player Pac Man. Yeah, I won once, I think. Just yeah. by running yeah, away from things. Left the thing right as I got the bag. You don't you don't win by eating everything. You win by living. Yes. <laughs> you win by not getting eaten. <laughs> yeah. And so it was really fun. It was definitely something to be kind of cool to have at home. Um, just as something for people to do when uh, when they're going. But yeah. see. Chris, you did some trivia. I did, and I sucked. <laughs> Because, like, I was trying to be fast, so, like, as soon as I came to the first plausible answer, I'd select it. And, I'd, like, then my eyes would keep reading. I was like, no! Got it wrong. Yep. Let's see. And then I forgot I was on the last question and just let it oh. the timer run out. I was like, oops. Yeah. And then I played a game called Sinner's Sacrifice of Redemption, which was a, a Dark Souls like boss rush game. Um, but the thing that was unique about it is that you level down as you play. So the, at the very beginning of the game, you are as strong as your character will get. You have the most amount of potions, the most amount of like ranged attack spears and stuff like that. And each of, I think the six bosses you play takes something away from you. And so 
whether that's like like one just like lowers your health and stamina one takes away some potions um but they're all really cool bosses they're like they're very unique designs like i played against one that was like a giant like ogre but we were fighting on ice and so like it would pound the ground and that would break the ice and then you could fall in and die and so it was a and die uh it was pretty interesting um we'll see how it is when it comes out but but i think that's everything i think so and so that has been our PAX 2018 special. As we said at the top of the show, you can find us on our social media and we want to encourage you to um, share things with us. If you were at PAX, let us know what your favorite games were you played. Um, what were some of the cool things that you saw, something cool that you bought. Um, and you can do that by sending us a message or tagging us on Facebook, Twitter, Anchor, or our PlayStation community at onegeek 411 Send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. As always, you can rate and subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get awesome podcasts. Then, assuming my computer doesn't die, you can find our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. And then, of course, we all have our personal social medias. Mine is Humar Whittle. Not so foreign. Deanna 790. And it's been a great show. 